0: To be sharing in a bit. However, what we, what I am doing up here is I'm going to talk about something very special that happened this past week with me, T.J., Oscar, and Jackie, um, a few and a few other people from Metro Praise. We went down to New Orleans for this uh, thing called Mardi Gras. It's like the craziest party in in America and maybe even around the world where people just go down there to get wasted, drunk, do all kinds of crazy stuff, sexual immorality everywhere, right? We went down there. We preached the gospel. You're going to see some amazing numbers of of what God did and all that stuff, but Oscar's going to play a short video just so you guys can get a taste of what happened. Why don't you play it, Oscar?
1: And in that moment, I moved from being Christian to actually having a relationship with God. Like, my life changed. It wasn't about what my parents believed. It was about actually knowing God through Jesus.
0: Amen. As you saw, there were uh, tons of people down there. I mean, the streets were packed. Uh, People were walking around drunk, you know, just uh, all kinds of stuff happening on those streets. Um, But we were there shining the light of Jesus Christ. And Austria, if you can get that that picture up, um, they kind of uh, tallied up all the numbers of people that we prayed for healing, salvations. So if you guys want to give it up, you can. We got 10,000 people prayed for. 529 salvations, 107 rededications, 106 healings, and seven Holy Spirit baptisms. Give it up for Jesus, guys. This is what we were be- we-, we were able to be a part of, and God did such an amazing work down there. I mean, people got healed. People got delivered. We talked to, I mean, we're going to have some tests. I'm not going to not gonna share my testimony. I'm going to call up some people that are going to share theirs. But, I mean, it was amazing. It was powerful. And if you have a call, if you feel that you are called to full-time ministry, you want to reach the nations, you want to reach uh, and, and impact people's lives who are lost, and you want to spread the gospel, I'm telling you guys, you want to join us at SUM Bible College. This is the place you need to be. If you want to be a part of this, you can go ahead and, and uh, you know, for those of you who are... Uh, juniors, seniors, you know, definitely consider this because this place is the place to be. It's on fire. They're they're all about preaching the gospel, um, reaching the lost. That's where I go. And trust me, I would not go anywhere, please. Please i would not go anywhere if i thought that was not like the fire of god was not there but but guys the holy spirit is all over this thing su1 bible college is just amazing it's it's awesome and so if i can have oscar and jackie come up they're actually going to share some testimonies of how uh, of what god did through them while they were down there so if you can give it up for them as they come up amen so yes jackie why don't you go first share what god did down there
1: okay so you guys, first off, do you guys know the scripture that says, ask and y'all shall receive? Yeah. Do you guys believe it? Yes. All right, so we came over there expecting to see different things, right? We came over there making sure that we, we come with that fire of God. And, and as, as we ask, we received, And that's kind of what I want to ask you guys to do too. Ask and you guys will receive. For many of you that were worshiping here, I didn't see the Holy Spirit drop. I saw it on some, and just how the Mardi Gras, when we were evangelizing, there was people being drunk, there was people laying down, there was people being half naked walking around, but there was one being saved, and that's what the Holy Spirit does. It's the power of God, but you guys got to believe it. You guys got to believe it and want it, and that's what we saw. We came in there wanting to see it, and that's what we saw, and miraculous things happened, things I've never seen before, and that's in the Bible too. He says, come to me, you'll, you'll see things you've never seen before. So I just I just want to encourage you guys to actually strive to that.
0: Amen. Give it up. Give it up. All right, Oscar. What did God do at Mardi Gras?
2: First of all, it was pretty wild. TJ, conc- TJ was a witness, bro. It was wild. First of all, bro, it was so dope. If you don't know who Chancellor is, he's a Chancellor. Oh, my gosh. This guy was wild, bro. You know this guy is wild when he has his own catcher when he prays for people, bro. I'm so serious, bro. I'm watching this man, right? Like, he's in worship, he's on the altar, bro. And then out of nowhere, he'll just jump off, bro, and start praying for somebody. But then somebody will be right behind him, following him, bro. I'm all like, what's going, what's, up, what's about to happen, you know? This man starts praying, they fall, I'm all like, oh, dang, you know? But not, not that, like, two, two minutes later, he does it again. I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's the Lord right there. Oh, uh, bro, it was so amazing. I loved it, bro. It was so spiritual, bro. But when it comes to evangelism, let's go towards evangelism, okay? When we went out there, bro, it was so amazing, you know? First of all, there's so many people denying, den- not denying us, but denying Jesus, first of all. It was so powerful. You know, I just pray for people, ask them if they want to talk about Jesus, you know. And there's a couple situations where, you know, one time we got, we came up to a drunk guy. And this guy was out of it, you know. You know, he didn't want to hear. He was calling, you know, he was saying it's all fairy tale. He was drunk. He was swearing. You know, but not only that, the thing that got him really mad was we didn't have a charger. <laughs> we didn't have a phone charger for him. And then when our teammate gave him a charger, right, this guy completely forgot he was talking to us. He's like, oh, how would you know I needed a charger? God bless you. And this man was out. He's gone. Man, but one guy that we, uh, I got to talk to specifically, me and my partner, uh, was this guy named Frank. He was homeless, believe it or not. You know, he started off like this, just like us. You know, he was Christian. You know, he spoke in tongues. You know, he was spiritually filled. You know, he went to Bible studies. Then it all just went downhill for him, you know. You know, he lost it. He went to jail. His mom went to prison. His mom died in prison. You know, this guy is telling us that it was so hard for him, you know, that he's doing job applications every day, you know, and he doesn't have a job yet. You know, he's saying that he smokes weed. You know, it was, his life just went downhill, you know. And my partner is talking to him, you know. And God just speaks to me, you know, because this guy's homeless, bro. He, God starts speaking to me while my partner is talking to him. God's all like, give him money. I'm all like, money sure. He's like, yeah, give him money. I'm like, but God, what if he uses this on drugs? He, he's like, just give him money, you know? I, I questioned him, and I asked God, what what is he going to do with this money? But he didn't answer me, and there, there was a reason, because my answer, my question was going to be answered, first of all. You know, I tell this dude, God, after the, he's done talking to my partner, I'm like, hey, man, I pull out the money. He's like, God told me to give you this. You know, he looks at it, he's like, he didn't want to take it, you know, because he's been through hard situations, he would steal from people. He would steal money, he'd steal food. You know, he's, a, and then he just looks at it, you know, and he's about to tear up. You know, his eyes are watery. He's all like, I almost don't want to take it, you know. But I'm like, this is for you. This is not, it's not coming from me, but it's coming from God, you know. And I'm all like, bro, let me just pray for you. Real quick, we start praying for him. I'm on, and then I ask him, do you want to rededicate your life to God? He's like, yeah. And then I tell him, pray it out. I'm not going to pray for you. Because I'm not going to pray for you to be saved, but you need to pray for yourself to be saved. Because I can't I can't claim that over your life. You need to speak it over your own life. You know, this guy starts praying, you know, and he says he gives his life to Jesus. And then after the prayer is done, I'm all like, here, man, take the money. He didn't want to take it at first. But, of course, he did end up taking it. He was so happy, you know. You know, I gave him a hug. He was such a nice dude. His name was Frank. So pray for Frank, y'all. And then um, that's where I found out what he was going to do with the money. You know, he was so so happy you know he's like man i'm gonna go buy a bunch of socks right now you know because this dude was freezing you know by god's grace he, he got saved that day man so one of those salvations right there or rededication. my bad that was frank right there man
0: amen you guys can go back amen. praise god wow that was awesome that was powerful um and again, guys, we, we're just, we just want to invite you guys who, who, who might feel a, you know, a pull on your spirit, you feel called to full-time ministry, you want to do this as a living, as your career. And trust me, I don't want to over-spiritualize this. Like, uh, for, those, for, for people who are in full-time ministry, we're better than all of you. That's not what I'm saying at all. God, God is using plenty of people in, in the secular fields who are on fire believers, who are being a witness for God and, you know, in, bus- in the business world, in the music world, so... Trust me when I say, um, you know, God's moving through all of us. But if you specifically have a call of God, you're like, man, I want to be a pastor one day. I-, I-, I want that to be my job. I want it to be my job to, uh, you know, build churches and-, and evangelize to the lost. And, and if, that's- if you feel a calling to that, I want you to come up to one of us, uh, me, Oscar, Joby, uh, Jackie, um, any of us, any of the leaders here. And we'll, we'll-, we'll-, we'll give you some information Um, because we definitely want to hook you up with SUM. This is the place for you guys to be. Amen. So let's all just bow our heads and close our eyes really quick. Um, Father God, I just pray for anybody that might have a, a calling on their life right now, Lord. First off, I just pray that that fire, God, that you've put inside of them would only grow and increase, God, even now as we speak, Lord. I pray that you would anoint them, God, that you would give them dreams, God. God, even tonight, Lord God, give them dreams, God, of them reaching the millions, God, for you and for your kingdom, Lord God. I pray that you would connect them to SUM, Lord God, if that's what you want for their lives, Lord God, and that you would bless them, God. Raise up more disciples, God. Raise up more pastors. Raise up more evangelists, prophets, apostles and teachers, God, to storm the gates of hell, God, so that we can have more salvations, God, so that instead of 500 in New Orleans, God, it's 10,000 in Chicago, God. We want to see you move in power, God. We want to see revival. God we want you to break in like never before God so raise up disciples raise up anointed men and women in this place Lord God in Jesus name I pray and everybody said amen amen and of course now without further ado I'd like to ask uh, Humberto my dad to come up y'all better give him a hand clap he's an amazing man of God he's going to be giving the word tonight amen take it away
3: Lawrence, could you please pray for me?
0: Amen. Father God, I just thank you for my dad, and I just pray that you would, uh, oh, Lord, bless him and anoint him, God. Put your fire inside of him, God. I know it's already there, Lord, God. I just pray that every word he speaks, God, everything that comes out of him, God, would be directly from your spirit, from your throne, Lord. Let it hit our hearts, God, like never before, Lord God. I pray that you would anoint his words, God, everything that he says, God. Use him mightily tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
3: Thank you. Amen. Uh, Just excuse me real quick. Uh, I was playing to this earlier, but I didn't come here on time. I'm going to be sitting down, okay? I'm I'm at least twice as old as you are, so I think I deserve to sit down for a few minutes. Uh, good, uh, so as Lauren said, I'm his dad and most of you know that. And um, before we go on, we, uh, we've been talking about the book, They Like a Christian. And uh, you can find the book out in the foyer if you are interested. And I wanted to give it up for Ashley and Yuli, who shared two weeks ago. Can we please give it up for them? <laughs> they did a great job. Unfortunately, I gotta, uh, I gotta do at least as good as them. So I got a tough, tough uh, job tonight. Anyway, uh, I wanted to ask none of the leaders, just the youth, okay? The youth, none of the leaders. If you were here then, I want one of the ladies, one of the young ladies, ooh, I'm sorry. Just let me know if I get away too far from the camera, okay? Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the ladies, the young ladies that was here uh, two weeks ago, uh, what was one of the qualities that you're supposed to be looking for in a future husband? Bree. Oh,
1: okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> to look for a man who is like Jesus and shows him.
3: Okay, but a specific quality. A specific. Yes, that's a general uh, description, but just something specific. There are many words that they shared, so one of them.
1: Personality of, of,
3: of the guy, of the man of, of, with God? One good thing. One with Pers- personality, I don't know. I guess uh, my, my question is not uh, clear enough yet. Okay. For one of the guys, one of the guys that you were here last week or two weeks ago, one specific quality for the woman of God that you're supposed to partner with in marriage one specific does anybody remember does anybody nobody remembers nobody remembers no this is the youth not not the leaders Marco okay let's see if Marco remembers
1: modesty yes let's give it up
3: for Marco yes thank you Lord thank you Lord now that Jackie didn't tell you that one did she oh oops I was going to boast on my 101, but oh well. Okay, maybe next time. (laughs) All right, so for uh, the ladies, modesty, uh, God says, God wishes for you to be modest. And uh, for the men, uh, one of the uh, qualities that we're supposed to have as men of God uh, is humility. We're supposed to be humble. We're supposed to be humble servants uh, to our wives. Okay, continuing in our. our uh, series of "Date Like a Christian" since um, I'm going to be doing chapters. There are seven chapters in the book. Julie Ashley covered the first two. If my memory does not fail, I'm going to cover five, five and six, maybe seven. Um, okay. First of all, I want to start with the scripture that will just summarize. Um, the message for tonight And that is in Joshua 24 14 and 15 uh, Excuse me I'm supposed to be sitting down So this can be easier for me Okay uh, Here we go, okay so, yes. Thank you, Oscar. Uh, Joshua 24:14. Now fear the Lord and serve Him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods of your forefathers, that your forefathers worship beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Where the gods of your forefathers Whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Okay? So to you, the challenge is, choose you today who you are going to serve. As far as I'm concerned, and this is my prayer for all of you, and the challenge, that it's your household, you and your household will serve the Lord. Okay. So, um, I want to uh, introduce the chapter that I'm going to uh, be sharing about, and that is chapter five. And in that chapter, he talks about finding the one, finding the one, the one that you're supposed to be marrying. And that is a big challenge for anyone, actually. Uh, and uh, I'm going to share, I'm going li- to give you a little bit of background on my story. My personal story. So, um, I was raised as a Christian. I was was raised in a Christian household, okay? Uh, Both of my parents were involved in ministry. And uh, so I had both of my parents in my household. And I was raised to uh, do the, you know, to put God first in my life uh, at all times. And also to, uh, you know, be a, a good citizen, if you will. So uh, I had my parents as, ro- as role models, which I still do, praise the Lord. And um, um, that was me uh, in, my, um, in my growing up. Uh, unfortunately, my wife, Kirsten, couldn't be here tonight because of some issues with her aunt. But uh, you can keep them both in prayer, please. And, um, but uh, and in, in, in our case, in our uh, um, experience... It is, uh, we're from opposite sides of the spectrum. Uh, in, in, in most relationships, usually, the guy is a bad guy, the girl is the good girl. In our case, I was supposed to be the good guy, and my wife was the bad girl, okay? So according to, um, to human reason, there was no point for us to be together. But anyway, she came from a bra- uh, broken home. Never knew her dad. It, it's it's uh, interesting, almost... Um, hard to believe that for for the most part most of you would not ever uh could not conceive of the background my wife has uh lawrence's mom because of the way she is today and that's been the work of god but she came from a uh, broken home never knew her dad uh single family home abandoned by her mother at the same time so she came through all this brokenness in her life yet God was able to restore her. And uh, at the same time, uh, I came from a quote unquote good Christian background, and God ended up putting us together. Um, Part of my story in uh, how God put us together was uh, one time when I was a 19 year old, single young guy, uh, just loving to serve Jesus and wanting to serve Jesus, and, and the last thing that I wanted to do was to, quote-unquote, fall in love or find a partner for life. I was not looking for a wife. I was not looking for anyone, actually. And uh, Because to me, in my opinion, that was a weakness. If you're a guy on sold out for Jesus, you love Jesus and no one else. And if you start falling in love or have feelings for somebody, then there's something wrong with you. But that was just my thinking at the time. Anyway, um, so... I was invited to a party. It was a Thanksgiving dinner, and there was going to be this young lady there. And ha- she happened to be a friend of uh, my spiritual mother at the time. And uh, this young lady, who was a couple of years younger than me, she, uh, she was going to make me a cake. So there's Thanksgiving, we're going to come over to their house. This young lady is uh, going to make me a cake. So I didn't think anything of it. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, well, not me, but people around me started making a big deal out of it. It's like, ooh, this guy's going to make you a cake. Who knows if this is the one? Ooh, you got to pray about it. You got to be ready. So the pressure was building up, you know. And I'm like, oh, but I, you know, this was not the plan. That was, that was not my plan. I'm like, Lord, what's going on? Uh, this, you know, you know, Lord, that uh, this is not what I was looking for. So anyway, to make a long story short, we come to the dinner and whatnot. And um, no, before the dinner, it was the Friday. uh, uh, No, it was the uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And um, I'm in my bedroom and I'm praying. And more than praying, I was more concerned, if you will. It's like, well, is this the one? And uh, out of the blue, I felt God speak to me and say, you don't need to be concerned about any of this. I have one for you. And it's like, whoa, you know, that brought freedom and peace and joy to my life. It's like, whoa, so, you know, whenever I meet this young girl, doesn't mean I'm going to be marrying her. So thank you, Lord. I don't have to worry about that. So, yeah, it's just those goofy feelings that you feel different times. Anyway, so, uh, let me hurry up. Ooh. <laughs> um, so... After that happened, lo and behold, my wife hears the testimony that I had received, not my wife at the time. We, we knew each other. We were friends. We were partners in ministry. But we actually didn't like each other. And, uh, but she heard about what the Lord had shared with me. And she was like, wow, that's incredible. God has a person for him. Wow. I, and my wife is like, wow, I wonder who the person is that he has for me. So here's my, my wife taking the word that God gave me, taking it for her life, thinking, oh, so I got somebody for me, uh, and, and she's right praying for her husband. And lo and behold, uh, two years later, as I was doing my devotions, God spoke to me and says, Umberto, you know, you're supposed to do my will, and I want you to marry Kirsten. That's a long story. It takes a long time. I'm not going to share that with you tonight. But I'm just giving you the background of my theme tonight, which is how do you know the one? Okay, so you got to choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. All right, so first and foremost, how do you know he or she is the one? Well, before we go there, just real quick, I want to ask you, would you date these people? Uh, Ladies, I'm going to ask you. Would you uh, date Drew Peterson, a guy by the name of Drew Peterson, if anybody knows anything about him? Okay, uh, he happened to have three or four wives. I can't remember if he was four. But um, anyway, all of them disappeared in mysterious uh, ways. And he happened to be the chief of police uh, in Bolingbrook, by the way. This is a local story, true story. And uh, would you date that guy? Would you date that guy? And interestingly enough, the last, the last of his wife, uh, she was a high school girl. She, he, this, this guy who is like my age decides to date this girl who is 18, a senior in high school at the time. Just just boom, out of the blue and nobody said anything and they got married. And lo and behold, a couple of years later, she disappeared. Would you, my, would you date him? Uh, Also, would you date Scott Peterson? These lights are demonic. I can't see anything. My goodness. I gotta get away from these things. I can't see. All right. Okay, so would you date a guy named uh, Scott Peterson who happened to, under suspicious circumstances, uh, kill his wife? Uh, He never admitted to it, but he was convicted of it. Okay. Would you date that type of guy? Okay Uh, Now for guys for guys. Okay. I mentioned the girls Would you date this guy for the guys? Would you date this girl? Her name was Casey Anthony? Who was she? Uh, Big-time news story. She happened to kill her um, two-year-old girl daughter big uh, case in the news Uh, it was, she was a court, the public opinion was that she was guilty, everything appoint, uh, pointed to her being guilty, but the court actually declared her innocent for whatever reason. That That's another story. But anyway, would you date her? Okay, would you date her? So, um, something else, something else. Uh, would you date this other lady? Would you date this lady who is a cocaine addict, a prostitute, and whose children have been taken away from her? By the CFS? would you date that, that girl? Okay, would you? All right, now don't answer me now, don't answer. Uh, these are just questions for you to think about, to ponder about, okay, because it's extremely important. All right, so how do you know he or she is the one? And not only, not only when you think of, okay, would you date this person? Uh, okay, think about the other person, you guys, would you want to be Drew Peterson or um, uh, the other Pearson guy that I forgot, or uh, there was, or the girls, would you like to be um, Casey Anthony, or the prostitute mother, or let's say Whitney Houston, okay, who happened to be um, just um, uh, hooked on drugs for the rest of her life after he met uh, the quote unquote love of her life, uh, who was Bowie Brown, and uh, most people believe and are convinced that he was the one that got her into the drug scene, and that was the reason that. She um, ended up dying, dying as a uh, drug addict. Anyway. so before, before you knowing, before you knowing who is the one, you got to know if you are the one. okay? What does that mean? Do you do you do you know yourself? Do you know if you have a relationship with God? OK, do you know if you have a relationship with God? First and foremost, where we're coming from is God has a plan for you. God has somebody for you. God has the best for you and your life. Do if you ch- if you choose God's way, then God does have somebody for you. If you do not choose God way, God's way, then you are stepping outside of God's will which means you're going on your own, and who knows what's going to happen. You might end up with Scott Peterson or Drew Peterson or or any of the others that I mentioned, okay? So, remember that. First and foremost, John 3, 3, okay? Before anything else, you must be born again. You must know the Lord yourself, okay? There's no point. There's no point. Me, personally, um, uh, for, uh, for Lawrence, okay? Lawrence is my child. Josie is my child. I can tell them, look, you are not going to be looking at the opposite sex as a partner for life, okay? Until you are like 25, all right? So, Lawrence is only 21. He's got four more years to go, all right? <laughs> Josie has a few more years to go, too. So, that's the way I look at it. Now, I can't apply that to everybody. So, legally when do your parents or when legally when does the government say that you're on your own legally 18 18 okay so I would say okay maybe just to be nice and just to uh, up, go along with everybody right uh, not to put my my burdens on everybody else okay wait till you're 18 wait till you're 18 all right to, to just give it a thought to just give it a thought okay until then This is what you're supposed to do. First of all, you must be born again. All right? You must be born again. You must be saved. You must have a relationship with God. You must know you're on your way to heaven. You must be saved, sanctified, filled with the Spirit, and knowing that you're on your way to heaven. First and foremost, first and foremost, okay? So you should be thinking about that right now. If you are not, if you do not know whether you're a child of God or not, that's what you should be thinking about, first and foremost. Then after that, how do you know he or she is the one. Then, uh, you need to find out God's will. Could I have uh, Romans chapter uh, 12 verses 1 and 2? Romans. Oh yes. Thank you. For a moment I saw revelations up there. Sorry. Pray for my eyes, please. Yeah, whatever. I'll take it. Just as long as I can see. Not a problem. I'll take it. Okay. Therefore I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, pleasing and perfect will. So it is uh, it is your responsibility. It's our responsibility for us to know what God's will is. So first and foremost, you need to be born again. You need to know that you have a relationship with God. First and foremost. Then you can start. Then, that, well, first, before you're 18. That's your concentrate on that. Maybe then, after you're 18, you can start thinking, out, well, okay. Or, you know what? Before you're 18, this is what you can do. Start if you think. If you are convinced that you Plan to get married later on in life. Start praying for your partner, okay? Start praying for your husband. Start praying for your wife. Ask God to start preparing them right now, okay? So you'll be ready when God brings them to you. Uh, just in case you ask, my wife and I have been praying for Joseph Lawrence's husband and wife since they were born, since they were in the womb, actually. We did that for all this child, and we're doing it for them. Because we don't know. We don't know. so And we want the best for them, okay? So, what is God's will? What is God's will for us? Let's go to uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. Now, this is where the rover meets the road. Okay, this is where the rover meets the road. This is when things get real. And, uh, okay. So, okay, it is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control his or her own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God. And that in this matter, no one should wrong his brother or sister or take advantage of him or of her. Okay. Bottom line. Bottom line. This is what this means. Okay. God says, avoid all sexual thinking at your age. Okay. Avoid all sexual thinking at your age. Okay. Okay. Now, let me give you another scripture. Can you go to uh, 1 Corinthians? And by the way, there is telling you, look, keep your mind to yourself. Keep your hands to yourself, okay? Your hands are not for somebody else until you get married, okay? Now, let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. No, 6. Chapter uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Uh, yes. Excellent. Six: 18. Flee. Get away, Run away from sexual immorality. All the sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God, if you are a believer, if you're a child of God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. What's the price that you were bought with? What? Whose blood? The blood of Jesus. Yes. So his life. His life. He gave his life to buy you. Okay? Now, it's up to you. You don't have to. But if you say, yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Now, he paid for your life. So you owe him your life. You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Going to uh, verse 18, flee from sexual immorality. The word there, and actually, SUM students, I need uh, one of you, if you can look this up for me right now, uh, either current SUM or former SUM, look this up for me. Sexual immorality is, uh, is a modern word for fornication. Can somebody look up what the word, Fornication is, or where does it come from? Where does it come from? What is it? Somebody, one of the leaders, one of S-U-M leaders. Fornication. Fornication. Where does it come from? What does it say? Fornia. What is it? Fornia. Thank you, Joby. Pornia. Let's see, do we have it here? Okay. Right here. All right. Now, pornea. What does that sound like? Porn. 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 Hello. Hello. So, get away, get away from any pornographic thinking. Okay? Get away from any pornographic thinking. Any. Okay, you know what that means? Your cell phone. All right? You know, I I want to be fair. I want to be fair and just and uh, understanding I want to be understanding but when I grew up when I grew up pornography was out of reach it was embarrassing for anyone to go to the store and ask for a pornographic magazine because they would be hidden and the clerk would have to be to go somewhere in some dark corner in the store I get it for the person, and everybody would know that you're asking for a pornographic magazine. Okay, now this is when I was, I'm growing up. Now you have it everywhere, meaning in your cell phone, in your cell phone. If that shows up in your cell phone, you you must be willing to be there. Get rid of your cell phone. Or to do something about your cell phone, okay? Or to have somebody else check your cell phone on a regular basis? All right? Because we're talking about you, your life, your life with God, and your future in God. Okay? Is your cell phone worth going to hell? And okay, let, let, let me not take it to that extreme. Let me not take it to that extreme. Is your cell phone worth Uh, um, uh, spending the rest of your life with a, if you're a woman, a wife beater, okay? Or if you're a man, a woman who cheats on you, okay? Is it worth it that much, okay? If your cell phone is causing you to stumble before God, okay, to make you think pornographic thoughts, different times of the day, different times of the week, then you know what? It is time for you to talk to somebody about your cell phone, okay? Somebody like one of our leaders, okay? We do 101 and we can, even if you're not doing 101, we can hold you accountable for it because it is God's will for you to flee, to get away, to run away from pornographic thinking. Uh, let me break it down a little bit more so it doesn't have to be all the pornography you get in your uh, in your cell phone which it shows up and and I you know by God's grace I'm free from it. I, I Can testify anybody can take up my uh, cell phone anytime anywhere My wife has access to my phone. My children have access to my phone They can go into my phone and as far as I know there will not be anything pornographic in there Okay because, well, by God's grace, He gives me strength, power, and I have bro- brothers and sisters who keep me accountable because they love me and they want to see me reach God's potential. Okay, and that's why we are here sharing this with you because we want to see you reach God's potential. Okay, so you must be born again, and you must flee. You, um, you must be sexually pure. You must be sexually pure. You must get away from all pornographic thinking. Okay, let's move on. <clears throat> oh, I was going to mention romantic. Uh, now, there are, pornography can come in many different ways, okay? One of the ways that I know, I know for guys is the pictures, I know for girls is the stories. One of the ways that this happens to come through is uh, romantic novels, okay? Romantic novels. If you are reading romantic novels, you got to check those things. You got to talk to somebody because those things might be causing you trouble, okay? And those things might be causing you to fantasize about people you're not supposed to be fantasizing about, okay? So please, uh, let's move on. Um, So you need to be born again. You need to be sexually pure. Next is, um, how do you know? he she is the one could you give me uh second is it second uh yes second corinthians uh no sorry wrong one then the next first corinthians let's see uh not that one it would be oh, six. Uh, first corinthians 6.18 no, I'm wrong. Uh, I lost it. No, sorry. Second Corinthians 2 14. Second Corinthians 2.14. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I don't know what I did. Anyway, so <coughs> you need to be born again, you need to be sexually pure, okay, so make sure you get rid of all pornographic thinking, anything, anything, anything that makes you think pornographic, please get rid of it, okay, because it's just poison to your soul, and it's going to affect it for the rest of your life, and I personally know marriages have been destroyed by that pornographic thinking. The next thing is, it's got to be there, I'm going to find it, but anyway, the next thing is the person That you should be, uh, that should be your husband and your wife. That person must be born again. If that person is not born again, there's no business for you to be with them, okay? So please, if you have, you know what, Marco, I gave you that scripture. Could you, do you remember the scripture about uh, uh, what fellowship uh, has lightness, uh, light with darkness? Oh, man. Anyway, so the person that you are planning or that you think might be the one, that person must be born again. That person must be in love with Jesus. That person must be saved, sanctified, filled with the Spirit. You got it? Go ahead. Can you read it for us? Yes, thank you. What does an unbeliever have in common with a believer or vice versa? Okay, so whoever you're thinking, whoever crosses your mind as far as them being the partner for life, you know what? That person must be born again, must be a child of God. Otherwise, they shouldn't be in your picture. Shouldn't. Shouldn't even come close to your picture. Okay, and and this is another question I was going to ask. Well, what if... I think his name is Jay Z, right? Is it Beyonce's husband? Or, yeah, okay. What if he decides to divorce Beyonce? And he asks you to marry him? Now, that's for the girls, of course. Okay, now, would you do it? All right. Now, for the guys, what if, tell me some girl that. Oh, no, here. I, I guess, here. And Angelina Jolly, if she decides, I guess she's single now because she divorced her husband one more time. So if she decides to ask you, hey, let's go out, let's hook up. What would you say? And this, now this is, this is the thing. This is the thing. It's easy for you to say that here. But the thing is, when we go out there, what are we going to say? What are we going to say? What are we going to do? And that's why we must be born again, and that's why we must be sexually pure at all times, okay? So, non-believers in the picture, non-believers, all right? Uh, I'm running out of time. Uh, Next. So that person is going to be born again on fire for God. Uh, Man, woman of God. Uh, Then... Uh, could you give me Proverbs eleven fourteen? 14? Uh, TJ, what was, where was the scripture at? 6.16? <laughs> 6.15, yeah, Six, 15. okay, thank you very much. All right, so we go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 11, I want to say 14. Yes. Okay. For the lack of guidance, a nation falls, but many advisors make victory sure. Then, now you can take me to 2 Corinthians, the verse that you had up a couple of minutes ago. King James Version uh, wisdom is gained by the counsel of many. So, in order for you to find out um, No Yeah, this one. Yeah. This will be my third visit to you. Every matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Second Corinthians 13.1. Okay. Throughout the Bible, there is a principle. And there is a principle of two. You have two witnesses, two or three witnesses for anything and everything. Okay? So in order for you to establish your future marriage, in order for you to know, is that the person? You know what? When you go to the doctor the first time and the doctor tells you you have cancer, what, you, what are you supposed to do? What is it? Tell your mom. No, you can tell your mom. Yes, but what? What else do they say? What? No, not therapy. They They tell you. Okay, the doctor tells you you have cancer. Your doctor is going to tell you this third thing is yes, get help. But how to get that that help? Okay. Second opinion. Get a second opinion. Find out from somebody else because maybe I made a mistake. An honest doctor will tell you, go find out from some other doctor, okay? The same thing when you're looking for marriage. You know what? Forget about marriage. Most of you are not even close to being ready for marriage, okay? Forget that. Forget that. No. If you're even thinking, entertaining the thoughts of all your romantically involved or you're, you, you think that you wish to be romantically involved with somebody else, you know what? Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. Yes, you can ask your mom. Me, my opinion. You're teenagers. You do not want to ask your friends. Sorry. Teenagers are like the last... the last people you want to ask, okay? So, ask an adult. You can ask a brother or a sister. If you're a, if you're a guy, ask a brother. TJ here can help you. Uh, if you're a girl, ask, ask Monica. Okay? You can ask Monica. She can help you. All right? Seek, look, chase, godly wisdom, godly counsel. They will come. They will put a stop to whatever disaster you're about to get into. Let me give you a quick uh, story about about falling in love. Okay, how many of you can say that you have had feelings of falling in love sometime in your life? Okay, so listen. Let me share a personal story. Okay, personal story. So, so here is me. Here is me. Uh, here is me. I am married. I am married with children. Actually, we we've already had two children. Lawrence might have been anywhere between 7 and 10 years old. So I am at work, and for most of my professional life, most of my co-workers have been women, for the most part, okay? Not only they've been women, they've been good-looking women, okay? So it's like, whoa, Lord, I need your help all the time, every day, morning till nighttime, okay? My wife knows it, and uh, hey, she needs to know it. I will share with her. So anyway, this this, this one... uh, For whatever reason, not for whatever reason, but we had uh, some interns come and do internship. And for whatever reason, it's still up to this day, I cannot think about it. I cannot realize what happened there. For whatever reason, I find myself falling in love with this intern. And it's like, wait a minute. i mean, It wasn't like, you know, she was so attractive. She had this, she had that. None of that. It was just out of the blue. I have these feelings for this girl. And, and, and I, I barely talked to her. And I'm like, boy, what in the world? You know, Lord, help me. And, uh, yes, I did need a help. And, uh, the, but the thing is, the first thing I did when I realized what was going on, because, you know, it was either heaven or hell at that point. It was either, you know, I have a family or I don't have a family. Okay? So the first thing I did, and this is the best thing you can do for you guys, Okay? best thing you can do first thing i did was i went and told my wife i told my wife just what happened you know what we called she she calls me papa i called her mama i told her mama you know what i have no idea now was she happy about it no (laughs) what was she was she's just gonna be so grateful that i was sharing with her not at the beginning but I told her, hey, there's this girl at work. And, and my, my wife, she's, she's met most of my coworkers. She knows my work situation. So she prays for me. And she's compassionate about it. And she understands. She understands. Okay. So I shared with her. And when I say she understands, I don't mean that, oh, she gives me, uh, she gives me leeway for me to sin. No. She understands in the sense of I come home, I like... Please pray for me. I don't want to be thinking about my coworkers. Okay? So she helps me out. And um, so I shared with my wife. My wife and I prayed. She wasn't happy about it. But she prayed. And lo and behold, by God's grace, those feelings were gone. Okay? Now, the thing is, I'd fallen in love. Or so I thought. If I had followed my feelings, what would have happened? Okay? Who knows? Who, kn- who knows? I might have not even been here today. Okay? Meaning, mean, no, no. I might have not even been alive today. That's what I should say. Okay? So, feelings. Feelings lead you away from God. Let me put it that way. Feelings lead you. Feelings, uncontrolled feelings lead you away from God. Okay? So, if you have feelings, make sure you check them first with God, then with our accountability partner. All right? That, that's the bottom line. You got to check with God. You got to be born again. You have to be sexually pure. Okay? And then that other person must be born again and must be sexually pure. Okay? That's the bottom line. Otherwise, you, then you got until then, you know what you do? You ask the Lord, Lord, prepare me for them and prepare them for me. All right? Now, uh, you might be ready. Uh, For the most part, most of you are not ready. You are not even close. So please, you know what? Repeat after me, please. Repeat after me. Lord, prepare me for my husband or wife and prepare them for me. Thank you, Lord. Okay? Because if it's coming, you want to get the best. All right? You want to get God's best, and that's always the best. So, uh, the next chapter deals with, and and the question is, I, I got to go back a little bit about picking up your partner. If you, if it has come, if it has come to your mind about somebody who does not know the Lord and who does not love Jesus, and you wish to be, quote unquote, romantically involved with them, you got to repent. Okay? Repent. I don't care who you are. There is something uh, back in the old days, we used to call it missionary dating, okay? You date that person wishing to win them to the Lord, uh, and lo and behold, you have a a new soul in the kingdom. No, that's not God's plan, okay? The Bible says, the Apostle Paul talking to adults says, flee, get away from immorality, okay? Get away from fornication or pornographic thinking, okay? So, please... Remember that. You gotta stay away. Anybody who is an unbeliever, they do not belong, uh, as far as being romantically involved, they do not belong in your life. All right. Uh, so, for those of you who might, for those adults actually, who are thinking about engagement, who might be engaged, okay, these are the three things that the book shares. And uh, first of all, you're living pure, okay? You're living pure. You're living sexually pure. The Bible makes a big deal about your sexuality. The Bible says you're a man or you're a woman. You're supposed to be married to one uh, either woman or one man. Okay? There is no such a thing. And by the way, uh, going back about um, falling in love, I had it. have shared this story with uh, some of the guys here. And uh, my wife and I were working with this girl. She was on fire. We were excited for it because she was on fire. And she was like one of the few who was on fire. So we're sharing with her and trying to, you know, protect her, encourage her and whatnot. And this is a long time ago. And, and at this point, it was like, you know, forget dating, forget guys, forget everything. I just follow Jesus. And she was like 15 years old at the time. So she's like, one, t- one day she comes and she's like, oh, Umberto, Kirsten, this is so hard. It's just so hard for me. It's so hard for me. And I'm like, what's the deal? Come on, share with us. She's like, so hard when, you know, uh, you just don't know when, when a good-looking guy makes a move on you. You know, it's just so hard. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Just, just I'm going to pray for God to help you the way God helps me. She's like, what, what? How does God help you? And I said, well, when a good-looking guy makes a move on me, I don't feel anything, okay? <laughs> so, look, I'm going to pray for you not to feel anything either, okay? And hey, It works. And God can make it happen. God can make it happen. God can protect you, whatever you are, whenever, under whatever circumstances, okay? And it's happened to me. I'm a witness. Lo and behold, listen to this. Listen to listen how crazy this world is. Somebody. Maybe I'm... Am I going too long? I'm sorry. Where's Ashley. Keep it going, okay? <laughs> Don't want to get rebuked by Ashley. Uh, so... So, listen, uh, this, um, uh, um, this lady, this lady, former co-worker of mine, good-looking co-worker, she loved to demonstrate her stuff, okay? She just loved to come and parade her stuff, and it's like, whoa, okay. I, you know, whenever she was on, it's like, nope, I'm not looking that way. I got to stay away from, the, from that side of, the, uh, of work. Anyway, one time I'm going, um, I'm at work, I'm helping it, uh, deal with uh, disabled uh, clients and I'm helping one of the disabled clients and it happens to be a lady. I'm holding the purse and this lady says, uh, so, so I'm helping a uh, disabled person uh, with their purse. I'm waiting for them to get up and, and go to work. So I'm holding the purse and this other lady who loves to just show her stuff off. Uh, and, and I like to put it this way. Whenever you're around that girl, you needed Father, Son, Holy Spirit, okay, the seven spirits of God, and all the mighty angels in heaven to help you stay away from that girl. That's how, that's how crazy it was. So this girl comes by, and she says, she sees me holding the purse, and she says, oh, I wish I had a man. She tells me, okay, she tells me, oh, I wish I had a man to hold my purse like that. She's telling me, I'm like, well, but you know, you know what happens? and this is by God's grace and this is what God can do okay God can protect you I didn't even realize that she was saying that to me didn't even realize there was another situation where I had to be with her by ourselves because of the work situation and I had to hold her and be up close to her and by God's grace nothing happened nothing happened because God was protecting me If God protected me, and by the way, by the way, that's me being married. So, you know what? If you think that, well, when you grow, when you get older, you just, you know, all this sexual stuff goes away. It never goes away. That's why you got to stay pure. And just like Paul was telling adults, grown adults, stay sexually pure, we tell you stay sexually pure. Why? Because you do not wish to end up with a Drew Peterson or Casey Anthony, or many of the other celebrities that we know about who went crazy, okay? We do not want you to end up in the news. Listen, I was going to start with uh, this story. A couple of weeks ago, a boyfriend of this girl beats up the baby to death, and the mom doesn't call 911 until 24 hours later. That's demonic, okay? Is that where you want to be? Is that where you want to be? If you don't want to be there, you know what? You better, you better get a hold of Jesus. You better get a hold of Jesus today, okay? Because otherwise, who knows what will happen, all right? Now, we're going to start wrapping up now. Uh, bottom line, bottom line, why is it important? Why is it important for you to, first of all, know that God has chosen you? And then for you to know that God has chosen someone for you because in uh, Psalm 127, it says it this way. Now, this is for the guys, and I have one for the ladies. All right. Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house... It's builders labor in vain. unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. Even you rise up early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Sons are a heritage from the Lord, children a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame. When they contend with their enemies in the gate. Okay? So as a man, you want God to bless you. Okay? If you wait for the right person, God will bless you. All right? God, I can testify of that. Okay? God has blessed me. Okay? God has blessed me. You can all testify to that. That is God's work. Not our work. Not something Kirsten and I could have worked up. No. That was God's idea, God's plan, and God brought it through. Now, for the ladies, very popular chapter in the book of uh, Proverbs. Are you a Proverbs 31 woman? Okay. Uh, A wife of noble character, who can find? She's worth more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool, flax, works with eager hands. She's like the merchant ships, bringing her food from far. She gets up while it is still dark. She provides food for her family, portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. She's a businesswoman, okay? Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Big time businesswoman. She says about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand she holds the staff and grabs the spindle with his fingers. Uh, she opens her arms to the poor. She gives generally, extends her arms to the needy. When it snows she has no no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. Her, ki- her children are taken care of. Her household is taken care of. She makes coverings for her bed. She's clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband, me, all those guys, is respected at the city gate, for he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She's clothed in strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive charm, beauty, okay, is deceptive actually, you know what, it comes and goes, you know what, you can be good looking today and you can be ugly tomorrow and it happens all the time and most of you don't even realize it, and uh, beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised, give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate, so get born again, if you are not get born again God has a plan for your life. God has somebody for you, okay? If you're under 18, you got no business thinking about it, but you can start praying right now, right now. Lord, prepare me for them. Lord, prepare them for me, okay? If you're over 18, okay, God, maybe, am I ready? Ask your question. Am I ready? Am I ready, Lord? Show me if I'm ready, okay? Now, um, I want to share, or we're going to have an altar call. I wanted, if possible, I wanted Yuli and Ashley to come up. They'll be our altar workers. And I also wanted to... Okay. So I wanted to do the altar call this way. Okay, so Yuli and Ashley are gonna be the altar workers. And I'm gonna ask. Thank you guys. I'm gonna ask Lawrence. Where is he at? Oh, Lawrence, if we, if you are available, could you please come down here? So I'm gonna ask Lawrence now.
0: Before that, um, there's there's a picture. There's a few pictures of back in the day with my dead and my mom
3: whoa that uh, that's that's awesome Belmont and Sheffield witnessing okay and we had not a clue we had at that point we had not a clue we were going to be together not a clue this was this was a youth leaders meeting actually youth leaders meeting on a Saturday morning thank you sir that's our wedding. That's our wedding. Our wedding in total, and we, we look, I had a part-time job. My wife, a she had just gotten a job at the time. We, we had no money, okay, no money. Uh, our wedding by today's standards would have been $20,000. Easy, easy, okay, it was all given to us. Uh, custom-made dress, free of charge. All of them are youth, are youth. They were the youth that we were working with. That was our vision. Okay, that was our vision. So, thank you. Nice surprise. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, thank you. Yes, you can clap. Thank you. And the reason I asked Lawrence to come on up, uh, my wife and I, when we got married, uh, this was one of our vision. Part of the vision for our children was we wanted them. Uh, we wanted them to live in the inner city and to, uh, to live in the inner city and, and get the full impact of the inner city and learn to love Jesus in the inner city and learn to love the inner city and to demonstrate the inner city that God can do anything. If you, if you are, if, when God is with you, inner city, urban, suburban, does not matter, okay? so And uh, also we wanted to uh, raise sexually pure children. That's extremely important to us, okay? Because whether it was our background or people we knew's background, sexual purity is extremely important. It's extremely important in the Bible. It can keep you from going to heaven. So, I think we did a good job raising a sexually pure child in here, okay? He's a leader. And I want to to ask the guys, if you have any issues with your sexual purity, come up to Lawrence and let his anointing come on you, okay? All right, so you can be like Joseph in the Bible, who, when his, wa- his master's wife came after him, what did he do? He fled. He ran away from fornication. Okay, that's the same thing you got to do today. If you want to please God, if you want to wait for God's person for you the rest of your life. Okay, so that's for them. Then, uh, uh, let's see. Okay, um, so you can come down, get born again. Then, for those, if you uh, also, I mentioned, if you've been thinking about romantic relationships, uh, come repent, come up for prayer. Okay, if you've been thinking about romantic relationships with somebody who is not a believer, please repent, come up for prayer, because that shouldn't be happening. It should not be happening. God has a standard. Look, if you want the best, you got to give God the best, okay? If you want the best, you got to give God the best. You'll get it, but you got to work with God, okay? He wants to work with you. He wants to work with you. So please work with Him. Okay. Then, uh, for anybody else, uh, your family, you, you, uh, and I, I don't know most of your family situation, but your family's messed up. There's nothing godly about your family. You might have not known your parents, like my wife, okay? Um, Who knows what happened, all right? So we don't want that to keep happening. We want this to end right here. We want this to end with you. That's why we want you to be born again and sexually pure. So all of that mess from the back, from whenever, from your parents, all stops right now. And you can keep on living A new life with God. A transformed life. And you can actually create a new generation for your family. A new history for your family. Okay? So, let's go ahead. Let's stand up. Come on up for prayer. Come on up for prayer as you're led. Go ahead. And uh, for the other leaders... Just come on up, help help with prayer. Whatever it is, just come on up, ask for prayer. Okay? We want this, we want these curses to end now. We want the divorce to end now. We want the abuse to end now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We want this to end. Okay? You don't want to be the abusive father. You don't want to be the lady who, who is abusive or who abandons her children. Who abandons her children. My mother in law, an educated woman, abandoned her daughter. Okay? That's not what we want. For, that's not what God wants for you. Let's put a stop now. Let's put a stop now. God wants you to be warriors in His army. Okay? Leaders, warriors who are conquering and destroying the works of the devil. Okay? So come on up for prayer. Let the Lord minister to you. Okay, leaders, you can come on up. Come on up and wait here for uh, those who want to come for prayer. Go ahead. Ladies with ladies, guys with guys. Remember, be born again. Be sexually pure. Keep pornographic thinking away from your thinking at all times. That's God's plan, God's will for you. And if it's His plan and will for you, it can happen. He will strengthen you. He will make it happen. Okay? Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for you revealing your plan to us. Thank you, Lord, for you choosing us. Thank you, Lord, for you giving us victory. Thank you, Lord, for you choosing a partner for us. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to worry or be concerned about who we're going to live for the rest of our lives as a partner, husband, wife. Because you've already taken care of that. You've already taken care of that. You've already chosen that person already you've chosen that person and lord we thank you and we give you glory and praise tonight lord as we share and as we minister and as we demonstrate to the youth lord that it doesn't have to be as bad as they've seen it doesn't have to be as bad as they've witnessed that they can start a new beginning right here right now tonight Lord, where all the uh, curses are broken, where the demonic forces of the enemy are destroyed, where the works of the devil are destroyed, and there is a new life, a new beginning, a new history being written in this family in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Keep praying. If you pray in the Spirit, go ahead. Pray in the Spirit. Yes.